Can we circle back to the lifeguard <laughs> thing? So, yeah, sure. So wait, you signed on with the city to be a lifeguard, and they said we're gonna lock you in for four well, years. Well, so like it's you can be um you can be like a counselor, a lifeguard for four years, and then they like move on to like another group. But so, like, like they had you locked in for those four years. Yeah, unless I like wasn't hired back because I did something. How old were you when you started? Uh, I think I was in grade 12. You had more job security as an 18-year-old <laughs> than I do right now with my current yes. job. How is that possible? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I actually never thought of it that way, but yes. We're yes. signing 18-year-olds on to a four-year contract? Well, like, it's not like I was signing for four years. Like, it was every summer. Like, every summer I would go in They're just for like, the you orientation. They're just like, you still want this job? Yes, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, you didn't mess up last year. Would you like it again? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Wild. All the kids wow. made it. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. And if you're here joining us, you probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have... Long shots. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow. There's also like a little bell button that you can hit for notifications. Uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe. And if you want to reach out to us and chat about anything, you can leave a review anywhere. We read all the reviews, but also on Instagram at Romcom Rewind and on TikTok at Romcom Rewind. So we have a message from Justine. She says, I've just discovered your podcast and I'm enjoying it so much. I have a long list of favorite rom-coms and you've covered many of them already. Can you please talk about what happens in Vegas and Dan in real life? Those are good ones. I know. Yes. Dan in real life. I'm not sure if I've ever watched that. I don't think I've seen that one, but I know uh, what happens in Vegas is great. Yeah. Thank you for your message, Justine. Longshot is a 2019 romantic comedy film directed by Jonathan Levin. Levine. He also did Warm Bodies. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, it's cool. the story oh, of cool. Fred Flarsky, played by Seth Rogen. He's uh, an extremely progressive, should we say, journalist. Works in Washington, D.C. He grew up there. He ends up quitting his newspaper job as his ethics directly oppose the new ownership. Meanwhile, we have somebody named Charlotte Field. She's played by Charlize Theron. She is the Secretary of State. No big deal. She's a badass. And she's also gearing up for a presidential run when these two characters meet at an event oh what's this maybe they were childhood friends and charlotte field just happens to need a new speech writer it's kind of the lead-in for our story yes what are your thoughts on long shot charlotte i would like to endorse you to be the next president of the united states oh my god you've been a great secretary of state which state again all of them Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger. But like this? Blarsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. You're a great writer. But sometimes you're a little too much. I don't think I am too much. I actually think I'm the perfect right portion. It's really nice to see you again. Whoa! Hey! Crack it down! I'm okay! Did police even just call me a cracker? What? I really liked this movie. I, I was When Devin and I were chatting about what movie we were going to do, you know, we just did Bad Teacher, and we didn't realize going into Longshot that it was also a raunchy comedy. Yeah, we didn't want two R-rated comedies back-to-back, right. back, but we did but it. we did it. <laughs> um, and I actually really, really thoroughly enjoyed this movie because it surprised me. It was, you know... It, it was a comedy, but it also had that ROM aspect to it. And the ending took me by surprise. Oh, my God. God. I know you're going to get into it, but um, it was it was lovely. And it was fun. And it was good. I liked it a lot. Sarah, Sarah's a big fan. I am. I, I Also, I love Charlize Theron. She is the bee's knees. I absolutely love her. Oh my God! Okay, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit all the exact same points as you. First of all, this movie's so well done. Tiny bit outrageous at moments. At I'll moments, yes. Admit, yeah. but so funny. And you know, you might watch the trailer for this and think, "Oh wow, another R-rated raunchy comedy." Yo, guys, there's a weep warning in this movie for Devin. Yeah. A legit. Wow. For Devin. He didn't just I diminish liked it. me I liked right it. away. <laughs> I mean, I didn't cry, but Devin cried. As Sarah for as for Jesus. <laughs> Make me feel 
horrible. Can we give Charlize Theron a big, huge like shed a lot of love before we start she's Absolutely. impeccable in she this is role. well she's phenomenal in all the roles she plays but like for me it's the combination of like i'm a strong empowered woman i run shit i'm a boss but also she has these like really deeply vulnerable moments i loved her so much and especially you kind of brought it up like having just done bad teacher that's a great example because i think there are very few actors or actresses who can hit both those notes like the I'm extremely successful, motivated. I have ambitions, but like I'm gonna show myself being exposed emotionally in like a really human and believable way. Yeah. And I thought her character was like so amazing, and it really gave the movie a lot of heart. It did. It did because you know what? If you if you're if we're comparing the two movies in a sense because they're both raunchy comedies, Bad Teacher was raunchy in the sense that the character that Cameron Diaz plays was just a really not a great person. They were both raunchy comedies, but there were massive differences between the two. You didn't need every character to be mean or asshole, like an asshole. Whereas like Longshot, they were kind, they were nice. It was still really, really funny. The jokes were raunchy, but there was a soft side to it too. But yeah, th- there was a wide breadth of a character, right? Like yeah. they were good and they were bad. I mean, they were mostly mm-hmm. good, but they had bad moments. They had yeah. of character moments, but like you understood the motivations at all times. It was... Yeah, there was a a good understanding of the characters, I think, in this movie, which is why those moments where Charlotte Field was kind of vulnerable or she was showing all these complex emotions, it was like, wow, okay, that's that's an understandable character. I understand what's happening. Yeah, so like you said, he's a journalist and and he he talks about topics or he writes about topics that are... um, Topics that are a little bit offside or are a little bit tougher to get info on. You know, he he is undercover at um, a, a white supremacist club and, and is found out and he has to jump out of a window and very dramatic and... and um... He's kind of like a very abrasive left-wing journalist. It's on the progressive side, but it's like angrier yes I guess. yeah he's definitely got a he's got an edge to him like he's got a chip on his shoulder and and actually Charlize points that out she said he always had a chip on his shoulder growing up there was always something there you know yeah and I think it's also as we get into the story there's an uncompromising aspect to yes, him yes. that that gets challenged Which quite a bit thoroughly annoying <laughs> like <laughs> like his just like morals are just like to it to a fault yeah um, and then, yes, she's the Secretary of State. She wants to uh, make a run for president. And the president is a moron. And um, he tells her that he no longer wants to be president anymore because he wants to go and become an actor in film. And he wants to make that transition from TV to film. Um, and she basically inceptions him. To See, be fair, it didn't seem it's like not it was difficult. tough. No, 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 no. It was not difficult. You when know what would be great for your movie career? If you made me president, how would that work? Yeah, he's oh, like, oh, wow, yeah, great. great okay, idea. where do I sign? Like, yeah, sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> and so the next scene, they kind of show that... Um, her her team, her team of people are going through her numbers, you know, her charisma, her humor, um, how she does with the public, her wave, um, that part. I think this is my best scene. Wait, already your best scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, the waving kills me. And they, they talk about it further on in the movie. And they talk about how her wave, she like waves with her too elbow. Too much elbow, yeah. Too much elbow and in the wave. She's, there's not much to criticize her about except for this wave thing. And I was dying at the wave thing. I was like, who, first off, who waves like that? You like, know what, though? I'll be honest. A good wave is hard. We're both waving hard. right yeah, now, we're, 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 Why don't yeah. you wave with us? We're both yeah. waving right now. A good wave is hard. No, it's not that difficult. Like, she's, like, tossing her elbow out there like she's dancing or something. Like a the, wave the is dance. difficult, Sarah. You want a mass appeal wave? I understand why they pulled her wave. A Waves mass appeal wave. Yeah. Okay. I I guess I need to work on my wave. Um. <laughs> anyway, they're going through her numbers, and her humor number was down, which is why they decide that they're going to find a, a speechwriter or someone to assist her in the department of joke writing or yeah. to add some jokes to her writing. And then we go back to Fred, and um, he gets called in by his boss Randall Park. 
Um, I love Randall Park. The was, actor Randall I, Park. Yeah, we sorry. have no idea the guy's the actor, name. No, but I don't. It's um, Randall Park. But I was really happy to see him. I was like, oh, I love Randall. Um, so the website that Fred works for gets bought out uh, by Parker Wembley. Um, the big, it's a bigger company. He's kind of a, a shady businessman, according to Fred, right? Like he buys up big corporate, he, he's a big corporation that buys up small businesses. And we get the impression that he probably has more of a right wing view of yes. things, which is like we said, Fred has razor focused morals and that is just, I'm not going to vibe with that. So, yeah. Um, so instead of actually getting fired because Randall, Randall's character says, um, you know, you got to simmer down a little bit. Uh, because, you know, the focus on, on, on the website is going to shift a little bit. And he said, no, 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 I'm not doing this. So he quits, which like, if he got fired, he would have gotten severance. But anyway, and that was, that was the <laughs> thing with Fred. They, they, Randall Park was even like, well, let me fire you so that <laughs> yeah. you can pick up some severance. And he's like, no, I'm going to quit. And it's like, why? Just why? let me just, fire you, just dude. Just get fired so you can get some severance, dude. Do you have any good quitting stories? No, I don't. Cause I don't think I've ever quit a job a i've never quit a job for sarah because <laughs> i've never quit a job um because you know what so during the summers <laughs> so when i was in high school and when i was in university i was a lifeguard okay and so that was like a four-year contract um so i did that every summer i came home it was a contract you got contract yeah, like summer, for four like, years yeah yeah so um so i was a lifeguard for four years that's a sick gig and then um when that was done at school i worked retail can we circle back to the lifeguard <laughs> thing so yeah, sure. so wait you signed on with the city to be a lifeguard and they said we're gonna lock you in for four well, years well so like it's you can be um you can be like a counselor or a lifeguard for four years and then they like move on to like another group but so like, like they had you locked in for those four years yeah unless i like wasn't hired back because I did something. How old were you when you started? Uh, I think I was in grade 12. You had more job security as an 18-year-old <laughs> than I do right now with my current yes. job. How is that possible? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I actually never thought of it that way, but yes. We're yes. signing 18-year-olds on to four-year contracts? Well, like, it's not like I was signing for four years. Like, it was every summer. Like, every summer I would go in They're just for like, the orientation. They're just like, you still want this job? Yes, yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, you didn't mess up last year. Would you like it again? Yeah, you know? That's wild all the kids wild. made it <laughs> like you know <laughs> is that how they no they quantify how no, good you did it as wasn't. A, hey they all showed oh up again God. this year so no, you must have done okay no. let's bring you back in <laughs> oh my god okay so parker wembley i want to talk about back to parker wembley do you know who plays Parker Wembley? This is my honorable mention, Sarah. Oh, okay, well then I'm not going to do it because I have a little like tidbit about him playing this character and you, what he did. Why don't I give my honorable mention right okay. now and you give the tidbit? I the am blown away about who it is. God, Sarah. So I wrote, wrote down verbatim Parker Wembley dot dot dot. Do you understand who played him? That's Andy Circus. <laughs> I know. That is Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's the main ape from Rise of the Planet of yes. the Apes. That's Supreme Leader Snoke it in is. Star Wars. It is. That is, he's in Marvel stuff. He's also in 13 Going on 30. Andy Serkis is just so amazing at so many random things to yeah. the point where I was looking up this movie. I was doing research for this pod. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Andy Serkis, who did he even play? And then I'm like, Parker Wembley. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I know. He was what? like unrecognizable. Unrecognizable, but Completely. also like his character was just very... His mannerisms, it was so, like, now that I know it's Andy Serkis, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Andy Serkis, but different from, I think, any other role I've seen him in. I agree, yeah. He came up with all the ideas for his character when they signed him on, and he actually used prosthetics for his character. That's why, like, he's unrecognizable. And, like, let's be real, guys. That's, like, he's, like, the fifth guy in this movie. He's not a big deal. He's in, like, but seven scenes. But he's a big deal to me. Maybe. But... That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Then you hire Andy Circus. You're like, all right, you're going to be in this for like 10 minutes. And he's like, have I got some ideas he, for that? Yes, that's exactly what happened. And they were like, whatever, man, do what you have, do what you got to do. That's yes. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. I saw that and I was like, no freaking way is that Andy Circus. <laughs> like that is wild. 
So after Fred quits his job, he goes to see his BFF, which I don't really know what his BFF does, but he's successful. Yeah. Anyway, so he invites him. Hey, I'm going to a gala event tonight. Do you want to come with me? And Fred says reluctantly, yeah, sure, whatever. This is the same gala that Charlotte will be attending. Charlotte Field, Secretary Charlotte Field, of State. Secretary of State. So they're at the gala event and she walks in and she is starving. So they make a beeline to the food table and everything is on food skewers like like wooden skewers all of the food is on skewers like i don't know if it was a skewer party anyway very weird um <laughs> skewer part do skewer parties exist no they but sh- <laughs> she's pissed because she walks up to the table and sees all all of the food on skewers i just i don't understand why people think that it's like it's not a different creative way to have food it is not graceful to eat are you really like fighting? You, you're sticking your flag in the sand. I'm gonna fight a battle against skewers right yes, now. Yes, I am. That's that's where we're living. Why does food on skewers exist? Because in the movie, it's funny. She walks up it to the table, funny. and her team is like, "Oh, polling says people hate it when you eat food on skewers." <laughs> yeah. So she's kind of like down underneath she the like table. Goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the Canadian Prime Minister he comes up, and you know what? It's really funny because he kind of does sound like Justin Trudeau in that in this scene. I was gonna ask, is he set up to be the so Justin Trudeau? I don't know because he is definitely not like Justin Trudeau. They haven't seen each other quite yet, but boys to men are playing. And she is all up in that. Like, she's, like, pumped beyond belief. She's like, this is my band. She actually, like, dips on the, the Prime Minister of Canada, and she just starts, like, bopping in the crowd. Um, what band would you die to see from when you were growing up? Man, that's a good question. N- nostalgia is a very frightening thing, ladies and gentlemen. It is. I had the opportunity to see uh, Vanilla Ice recently. Oh, my God, Yeah. He has oh. one song, yeah. guys. Oh my god! He, and he he played it three times when we went to go see. Well, at least twice. At yeah. least twice. Was it uh, twice? Or, yeah. Saw yeah. Salt and Pepper as well. They yeah, actually they were, were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, is it too weird to say like Backstreet Boys, In Sync, yeah. any of those boys boy bands? Like, I think Boys to Men probably fit into that space. Yeah. Um, not really. New Kids on the Block. I was more of a Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys, In Sync. The trifecta. Oh, give me Spice Girls too. Okay, so it's funny. I would go see the Spice. I've seen In Sync when I was. How old was I? I think I was like twelve, and it was like the best thing ever. I missed my grade seven end of year trip to go to the In Sync concert well, in Toronto. Twelve. They were still like kind of. They were pretty relevant back then. Exactly. Yeah. So like it was like the bee's knees. Um, and then I did see Backstreet Boys when I uh, was leaving to go to university. And I went to university and during like the frosh week, I had no voice because I was just like yelling so much of the concert. So all these bands I just mentioned as, so wow, Spice wouldn't Girls. it be great? You're like, I've seen no, them No, no, no. So already. I've never seen Spice Girls though. I would die that's to see Spice Girls. That's a little humble brag. Good job, Sarah. Nice little humble brag. Oh, those are your- I'm just saying. That's your I would... dream? I've, oh I've accomplished your dream. Great. Uh... <laughs> Spice Girls. I would want to see Spice Girls, but they refuse to go on tour. Spice Girls. Spice Girls. It's mostly just um, one of them posh, posh, right? Yeah, posh doesn't want a tour. Yeah. So Charlotte Field and Fred, they kind of have a moment where they're staring at each other. And even Fred's friend says, hey, is the Secretary of State <laughs> staring at us? <laughs> and then he realizes, is she staring at you? Yeah. And they walk outside and Fred reveals... She actually used to babysit me. We we went to the same high school, and she used to babysit me when I was a kid. Flashback. We do do a flashback of uh, teenage Fred and Charlotte Field, and she's giving some impassioned speech about, speech about something, and Fred reveals, you know, I had a massive crush on her to the point where there was one moment where he actually, he kissed her, and he had a boner happen. I have it titled Awkward Boner Scene. Yeah, yeah, awkward boner scene, um, and then her boyfriend at the time comes in, makes fun of his little tiny boner. Hilarious. Even though in that scene, it looks really big. But anyway, whatever. Is that weird to say? That's weird to say. Okay, sorry. Definitely weird. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Thank you can cut chiming, that out. Chiming can, in with that. You can cut that out. You're not going to, are you? No. Um, what's... What's your weirdest teenage boner story? Obviously, like, I have a a vested interest in that moment because these things happen to guys, but, like, did you have one of these? It wasn't during high school. And I'm, I'm like, reluctant to tell this story just because <laughs> it's so awkward. Um, when was it? It wasn't during high school. It was in university. Oh, nice. And I was making out with this guy. 
I feel like the faster I tell it, the less awkward I'll feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was making out with this guy and like I was sitting on top of him and um, he um, had a boner and he came and it was really awkward. <laughs> time out, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> it was really awkward. <clears throat> so we, yeah, we were making out. That's what we were doing. In his pa- like pants yep. still on. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, sweatpants, I think. So you, uh, did you notice it? Uh, like after the fact. And I was like, oh, like I have to go. D- d- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. So what do you do in that moment? Do you draw attention to it or do you just pretend like it's not there? Like I the like, I think I might room? have tried to pretend that it wasn't there. And then like, I think I like awkwardly like, oh, like it's getting late. I have class tomorrow. Like I got to go. Bye. You know what? Oh, that was so awkward, that whole thing. I feel like I have secondhand embarrassment. You know but what it was, that guy yeah. did immediately after? What? You know how guys brag about like hooking up with girls? He probably went to his friends and was like, no. you know who's the best at making No. Notes? Sarah. <laughs> I hope not. You wouldn't believe it, guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, all right? Oh, gross. <laughs> anyway, that was, yeah, that was, there you go, everybody. <laughs> Let's move on. Sweetie. That's probably the, and that's like my awkward boner scene. <laughs> so then Charlotte Field actually calls for Fred. One of her security guards comes up to Fred and is like, the secretary of state wants to see you. Yeah. I love that security guard. And Oh, the security guard. He's great. great. Throughout the whole movie though. I love his character. So then they bring Fred up to chat with Charlotte Field and they have this, she's kind of, Oh man, I know you from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He reveals actually I'm I'm Fred Flasky or Flarsky, whatever Flarsky. his name is. Um and they have this nice little reconnection moment of, oh my god, yeah, wow. You know, look at what you're doing now. So so great of you, Charlotte. She's like, What are you doing? He's like, Ah, you know, I'm I'm working on stuff, you know, I'm a journalist, and he kinda throws that out there. I am a journalist, I've written a bunch of stuff because that comes up later. Yes. She also has a quick run-in with Parker Wembley. So Parker Wembley comes up and he's like demanding her time, but she does not want to give him the time of day. And he's he's kind of like an odd duck. Like he's weird and he's like demand. He's not even asking for her time. He's demanding it, which is in itself just not cool. Finally, Secretary Field. Parker, how are you? You are looking particularly gorgeous today. Thank you. I, I've been trying to set a meeting with you for mm. some months now and... Uh, I mean, have you been avoiding me? No. No. Not successfully. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who bought Fred's company is Parker, Parker Wembley. Wembley. And so he works up the nerve to he's go up to him. To say. And he just lays it on him. And and he's being grabbed by he ends up being grabbed by security and he like falls they're showing him the stairs down the stairs and then he yeah he falls down the stairs and it becomes like a viral moment afterward with people like boomeranging this yeah dude falling down i the was stairs. gonna say is like tiktok a thing back in 2019 because yeah i think it was probably it was like just starting not, eh? not like though. crazy no. yeah i was gonna say this would have been viral on tiktok for sure um yeah and he kind of becomes like an internet viral sensation of this guy who's flying down the thing but Charlotte says, I want to meet with him because I want to talk to him about being my joke writer or helping with One write my speeches. Speech yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, she meets with Fred. She hires Fred. He gets picked up in a car at a convenience store to go and see her in D.C. And uh, and when he's on his way to go and meet her, he has to go through security. I don't know if you remember this, but this is so funny when he's taking all of his drugs out of his pockets and he's just like and this is medicinal and this is when you need some extra energy and this is when you need to focus and he just keeps pulling it and like and the security guard is like what is happening and going on with this man yeah so many drugs um side note why are men's pants way better than women's pants what's wrong with fred's pants that all came out of his pockets oh yeah so we should revolt women against the makers of pants you should. Because I'm wearing jeans right now, and I can say, like, I'm showing Devin right now. None. None. Yeah. Well, maybe half a drug. <laughs> half a drug. <laughs> like, my pockets are so small right now, and then I'm sure Devin's is, like, down to his knees. There is uh, nothing more special than seeing a woman find a nice dress <laughs> that also has pockets. That's, oh, seriously. That's like, like finding a unicorn. The makers of dresses, thank you so much for allowing pockets in them. For finally bringing po- pockets to the yeah, table. you're doing better than the pants business. And to be honest, girls normally have more things to keep than guys. You Absolutely. Know? I just they, need my phone, my keys, my wallet. This is why they invented purses. Yeah. That is why they won't fix pants because the, the purses purse industry will would become, fall apart. Yes, yes. They're in cahoots. 
the pants and the purses. And don't even get me started on clutches. Oh, boy. The wristlets. <laughs> so, yeah, they're chatting and she tells him that uh, the president won't be seeking re-election and that she wants to, uh, that he's going to endorse her and she wants to become president. Charlotte tells Fred that the president actually wants to go back into acting, wants to transition from TV to film. And Fred brings up that the only two off the top of his head that have transitioned successfully from TV to film were uh, George Clooney, Woody Harrelson, and Jennifer Aniston. Sorry, for three. And then he says, no, not Jennifer Aniston. Do you think Jennifer Aniston successfully transitioned from TV to film? No, not really. What? Yeah, no. What, what do you We've mean? done like, several what, of her case? movies. Yeah, but like... <sighs> From Friends to Rom-Coms, which one was she better in? The movies? Friends! Friends. Absolutely! Are you I kidding? I mean, she's you're, stellar you're in Friends. She's friends stellar in Friends. Right Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Friends what's, is great. What's I she hate Ross, in? but I love Friends. Uh, he's just not that into you. Like one yeah. of the 20 actors and actresses in that movie. She was in Bounty Hunter. I think we can agree, not an amazing romantic comedy. And then she's been in like five Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> like, okay. Always good. Great. Though. <laughs> she's good in them. She's good in them, but like. Okay, she has. Oh, but it's TV. I was going to say she's got the morning show right now on Apple. Oh, wow. That's a TV show. I know. What do you know? She was in Kate. She was in We're the Millers. She was really good at oh, that. Oh, she was very good in We're the Millers. She was in The Good Girl. Uh, she was in Dumplin' on Netflix. That was really good. Um, oh, Office Christmas Party. She was in Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Horrible she was bosses, funny she in was that. Good. As you can see, I'm on her IMDb right now. I was going to say, you're just rhyming off things. Marley and Me. She was good oh, in that. Oh, that was good. Okay, hey, hey, I'll give you that as a win. Along That's came not Polly. bad. So he takes the job and they start on this big 20 country tour for this new environmental initiative that she wants to launch. And then that'll lead into her announcement for presidency. Um, so they go to a big dinner and, um, oh my gosh, Maggie, Maggie, who's like her, her assistant, her executive assistant dresses him and he says it. And I have to say, I kind of agree. He looks like Captain Crunch. Oh my God. He absolutely looks like Captain Crunch. This was also my best scene until he starts like ridiculously being dramatic at the end of this scene. Okay. Um, but when he's running around trying to get the laptop and stuff, that was funny. I thought that I thought this whole thing was very comical. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, I thought it was really, really funny. But so um, I thought his character was kind of grating at that moment. Like, oh no, she wants to take a country off the list. How horrible! Literally, just delete that one country from the yes. from the speech. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like some aspects of this scene were annoying. Um, but. Him running the around physical... as Captain Crunch was hilarious. Yeah, that the idea of this gala or dinner is that she wants to get India and China on board, but India won't go for the sea aspect. So uh, Maggie asks Fred to revise the speech. And this is kind of where he freaks out. He like, this is kind of that chip on his shoulder that he refuses to budge on his morals and like on his moral compass and um, sees politicians as, you know, these flip flopping people who don't really have best interest, the public's best interest. So they're in the Philippines, and I, I think Fred makes a joke about there being some political unrest, and he's with Charlotte, and they're chatting, and all of a sudden a bomb goes off. So they freak out. They're being brought by the security team down into the basement, and they both get into the basement, and it's a funny duality of the characters, which I really like Charlotte's character because she is she's using this Navy SEAL Breathe in for four, one, two, three, four. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was two, funny. Three, four, and breathe out, and she's and Fred's just like losing his mind like <laughs> the way Seth Rogen does. He's like, oh my God. Oh, he could have just died. Oh my God. I'm freaking out a bit right now. I'm having a hard time catching my breath a little bit. You don't seem like you're freaking out very much. I am. I'm employing a Navy SEAL breathing technique for dealing with panicking. It's just gonna take about 90 seconds to work. 90 seconds? I need more work than 90 seconds. I just have so many regrets, just so many terrible things. When I was 12, I peed on a dog to impress an older kid. The dog didn't like it. Eventually, she helps him calm down, and they sit down. And there is kind of like a, wow, like we almost lost our lives here today. I can think of worse ways to go than here with you. <laughs> Honestly, this has been like the best few weeks of my entire life. They share a kiss. Woohoo! They share Yay. a kiss, and then that main security guard opens the door, and she's like, "Oh my god!" and and Fred kind of <laughs> gives him the nod, like, 
you're not going to tell anybody, right? And he gives him back the nod. Yeah, man, we're good. And then, <laughs> and then they get airlifted out. Yeah, they get airlifted out, and uh, they get. I think they go to another island. Yeah, and um, and they do it. <laughs> Sarah's just running into all these intimate moments, but yeah, in, in this case, they do actually. <laughs> well, just because it happens so fast, like they get there and they like take off your pants. Yeah. Well, she they're they're walking into the hotel, and she's like, "Fred, we need to work on our speech a little bit more. So come now. on into my room." Yeah. And then they have the what I think is the quickest sex scene oh my God. in romantic comedy history. Oh, I would agree. I would definitely agree. That is some pent up sexual tension on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then they do it again and then and 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 now we're seeing wow some but there's a lot of lead up to this that we haven't really talked about in yeah. that Fred found that the way to write better for Charlotte would be to get to know her as a person a little bit better. Yes. So leading up to these moments, we we had all these little tiny, you know, scenes where Fred's asking her questions and she's talking about, you know, her favorite movies and her favorite color and her favorite food. And, While she's working on her wave. And we're getting this, I, I just feel like some romantic comedies, there's like this poof, they're in love now moment. Yes. Where they share two or three scenes together and then they're in love. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, there was a little bit more of a believability of they're having like, emotionally intimate moments together. Right. So then for them to actually, you know, kiss and do all this stuff. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and it's cool. Like they're spending time in all of in all of these different countries. Kind of makes it romantic, Absolutely. right? They're in Barcelona together. Oh my God. Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah. And so this next um this next country they go to, they go to Buenos Aires and um they're at a gala and Maggie pulls him aside pulls him aside and says like she knows what's been going on. And of course she doesn't actually, but she has her like suspicions. And so, of course, he says, you know, we had sex. And she goes, I do now. Tells him that the public will never accept them together, which means that in turn, Charlotte will never accept them together. So, I mean, I think she has obviously Charlotte's best interest at heart, um, but she doesn't want to see them together. Right. She kind of push, tries to push them apart the entire movie. Not in like my best friend's wedding kind of way, but like subtly. And so at this gala, the Prime Minister of Canada is there again. Um, and they really tee him up as being the, hey, maybe a love interest yes, for Charlotte. Yes, the maybe love interest. But like Charlotte doesn't really want to go there, but um, the press loves them together. And so he says that he'll join the initiative if he dances with her. And then, so that kind of... They kinda, have a pretty romantic they dance. They do, they do. There was some chemistry there, I think. There was some chemistry, yeah. Um, at least to the public eye. Fred sends Charlotte a note saying, um, meet me in the other room. And so she does. And they get to have their secret moment dance. Yeah, because when they get to this um, gala or whatever, he does say like, hey, it would be nice to have a dance with yeah. you later. And Maggie steps in and is like, dude, she's working right now. Yeah. She is like, this is a job. This is a work event. Fred, Fred does kind of say, okay, like I'm okay being a wallflower. And you know what I liked about Fred's character is that she's dancing with the Prime Minister of Canada and yep. he didn't have a freak out moment yes. where he was super jealous. I kind of like that. Yes, I know. Because that's kind of like the low-hanging fruit thing that a lot of romantic comedies do. They have the male character just get jealous and have a freak out and then, oh no, now I need to comfort him. And now, yes, yeah, the woman needs to comfort him because he's jealous and it's like, Dude, right. get your emotions in check. Like, I mean, I don't think he loved it, but he was still like, yeah. we're going to have our own moment. And that was that was a really romantic... I loved that scene. <laughs> they did the song from Pretty Woman. Oh, yes. my God. So, so cute. Not the weep warning yet, but it was close. <laughs> that was good. Good stuff. So they move on to France, and they're in Paris, I believe. And she's speaking to the president, and he tells her that she needs to kill the trees part of the bill or the initiative, and um, she tells her people, so Maggie, Fred, and her other, I think her scheduler, um, that she thinks that she must have pissed someone off who gives money to, who backs the president financially. I mean, we can all guess who it is. I was going to say, there's only one other human we've talked about in this movie. that has to do with buying a big corporation, buying other things or backing other things. So we all know it's Parker Wembley. So she's like, you know what? Screw this. I want to have a good time. So she tells Fred, I want to smoke some Molly. I loved that part. Yeah. I thought that was so funny. She and wants Fred's to like, let loose a little um, bit. You don't smoke Molly. You take Molly. And so they, yeah, she wants to let loose. So they head to the club and they're having an absolute blast, which is hilarious. Well, to she watch. is high as a kite. She he is. is high. Yeah. They're, yeah. yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden her security guard comes in. And I don't know if you want to take it from here. This is both my best scene. 
It's also my not best scene just because I thought it was so outrageous at yes, this point. It was outrageous. It was really funny though because they're going to the bar and her security guards are still there but they're like dressed up in like 90s windbreakers just like Fred and one of them does like reach over to Charlotte near the end of the night I, I'm guessing mm-hmm. and he tells her some news and she's like oh my god we're screwed and yeah. Fred is like oh my god are they out How of water? How much longer is this Molly stuff gonna last? We just re-upped. You kept saying you wanted to take more, so we did. So we have another maybe four or five hours. Yeah. Why? I'm in so much trouble. What's happened? I'm going to be in so much trouble. What's happened? All right, all right. Are they out of water? (laughs) No, bigger fish to fry here, Fred. There is a hostage (laughs) situation. Yeah. I don't really remember the specifics, but more or less an American pilot is caught in a country that maybe we don't have, they don't have the best relationship with. Yes. So she, as Secretary of State, has to negotiate the it's freeing released. of this hostage. And it is really funny because she's there with like some kind of general or admiral and she's got glitter in her hair. Her <laughs> hair is all frumpled. She's wearing sunglasses. And like they're walking and he's briefing her and she's kind of like holding on to the railing of the stairs and stuff like that. Like, okay, all right, is everything going to be okay? And he's like, uh, that's up to you, lady. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it's up to me. It was just so comical. And Charlize did a great job working at this scene of, like, she goes into this room with all these other people. She's, like, chatting with the guy. She's negotiating. And then eventually she gets to a point where she's like, you know what? I'm just going to take the phone. She sits down. She has a cigarette. And she's like, dude, do you hate my boss? We both have to deal with my boss. And we both think he's an asshole. You also think he's an asshole? Oh my god, he's such an asshole. It was a stupid f***ing TV show. It was like good for three episodes and then it just didn't make any sense. Fuck, it feels good to say that. She's like, listen, I hate keeping hostages. Keep it on the DL. We got a few right now. And he's like, oh my god, I hate hostages too. (laughs) And it was like, it was so comical. Like I said, tiny bit outrageous. I just love the, what's your best acting sober moment have you had like a moment in your personal life of like oh my god i am i've I've done something to my body and now i need to i need to act like i'm in control here i thought Charlize did it so freaking well she did she did i think okay so i can remember this one time in high school um we were at a friend's birthday party and we had been i don't know we went to the park and we were drinking i will never drink sambuca again um we were drinking sambuca out of water bottles gross Her parents came home and we had come back from the park and we were, we were all like drunk, not like falling over drunk, but I remember being like telling myself, play cool, pick, play cool, because like her parents were home and they were asking us questions Mm, and they were trying to like converse. And after, um... I think her parents did end up telling me they were like, we did not know you were drunk. And I was like, yes, I did it. I pulled it off. Mine was a, uh, a Halloween I went to this uh, to this event, and I happened yes, to know a few I... of the people performing at the event. So afterward, I went, you know, backstage, and we were hanging out. There was, uh, we'll call it an herbal remedy that started getting parceled out to people. And they're like, hey, do you want some of this? I'm like, yeah, sure, I do want some of that. And then maybe like 20, 30 minutes later, you know, you can kind of feel it on your fingertips, probably similar to where Charlotte Field was. I'm like, oh, I should probably figure out what the plans are for the rest of the night. And of course... Everybody's going different places, so I thought, oh no, I need to. Oh no, I need a partner for the night to make sure I am okay. So I partnered with this one person, and we ended up going to this bar downtown. And you know, I'm I'm feeling very good, and I end up walking outside at one point in the night. This is Halloween, by the way. So I forgot to mention, I'm in a panda suit onesie this entire time, <laughs> and I witnessed um, a vehicle drive into another vehicle, like in oh a parking lot. Nobody was hurt. Wow. Nobody was injured, but the the vehicle who was uh, the offender drove away. Oh my god! And the per- people who owned the vehicle that got hit, they were actually present. So they started walking around, what? being like, "Who just saw that? We need some witnesses. <laughs> we're calling the police right now." And your friend Devin had the biggest freak out of life. Like, holy shit, guys! Oh I witnessed god. a hit and run, and I am high as. Right now, like I cannot speak to a police officer. This is a bad thing. So, 
I did. They, they came around. They asked a few questions, and they're like, "All right, we're calling the police." And I'm like, "That sounds good, man. I'm gonna be right here." As soon as they turned around, I got the f out of there. There were and listen, there were other people who were witnesses, so I knew I wasn't screwing them over. But I also knew there is no way I could act sober in front of a police officer. Yeah, no. So I got the hell out of Dodge. So really, I didn't act sober, but the concept of acting sober <laughs> was so frightening that I said, I don't want that to partake. Dipped. I don't want to partake no, in acting yeah. sober right now. <laughs> Too far gone. That's it was hilarious. Al- That's crazy. It was also a time change Halloween. So like that freaked me out too because 1 a.m. went to 2 a.m. and then it just went back to 1 a.m. again. And I'm high, so I'm like, "What? Why am I still here? This is really freaking me out." Oh, I wonder if it was the weekend after Halloween then, because the Halloween was probably in the middle of the week, and that's why. Yeah, because I don't think it ever happens. Now you just make me look like a degenerate. So Sorry. on a Wednesday night, your friend Devin was. What was Halloween? Out at two a.m. It was Halloween. Okay, maybe it was a Friday night. <laughs> no, no, I still don't officers. think it would be. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you could look up what day it was. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but yeah, Charlotte Field successfully negotiates that hostage situation. She does, yes. Um, and she's on an upswing. She is the presidential front runner, really, if she announces. And her numbers are way high. And people are loving her speeches. And they love that, you know, she's being authentic to the people. And and we had to fall from grace somewhere. And that fall from grace is going to come with our friend Parker Wembley. Yes. Andy Circus is back. So the president calls Charlotte Field into a meeting. And she kind of says to her staff, like, well, this is kind of random, so I wonder what this is about. She walks into the Oval Office, and then out of, like, a random door, Parker Wembley walks in, which is kind of funny. It's like a, you know, he makes a joke about the secret doors in the Oval Office, which is kind of (laughs) funny. But they sit her down and basically say, listen, you you need to lose the uh, trees part of the bill because Parker Wembley has some blackmail on you. Had some people hack... Fred's laptop so they saw what was on Fred's webcam Mm -hmm. and what's on Fred's webcam there is a moment where he (laughs) they see him calling Charlotte being like hey you want to have sex now oh okay all right fine (laughs) which is funny because it's so anticlimactic yeah but then later there is a video of Fred watching Charlotte deliver a speech that he wrote and it's Fred uh pleasuring himself yes to that and yeah. the real finale is that he um, oh boy. gets some extra stuff on his chin yeah. at the end. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a bad look for Charlotte if she wants to run for president. And she tells Fred, listen, you know, I got to kill the bill. And also, I don't know if we're going to work out. Like, if we want to work out, I need to scrub the universe of everything that you've done in the past. All the articles you've written, all that stuff. And Fred... He does say, like, he loves her, but he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a secret relationship with her until he's um, until he looks good enough for, for her to be with him. And, and I think at this point, like, he's lost the chip on his shoulder, and he's realized that, you know, I'm still not willing to jeopardize my, my moral compass. I'm, I'm willing to budge a little bit, but not for this, not this big. Yeah, and they are very, like, it's, it's amicable. They're yes, very understanding definitely. of each other. But that's the end of them. Splitsville, USA. They're they're out. Yeah. Yes. And so she goes to make her big announcement. And he has written this speech for her um, ahead of time. And that she will run for president. And this, okay, actually, this was my best scene. I know I talked about like two potential before, but this was my best scene. Because this speech was so epic. Mic drop and all. I loved it. I was like, yeah, you go, girl. Here we go. Like, Woo. This is the best. So, yeah, she she starts the speech, and she starts it off exactly how Fred wrote it. Yes. And she gets to a point in the speech where she's talking about 16-year-old Charlotte and how proud that girl would be of the woman standing here today running for president. And she kind of has this moment of introspection where she's like, you know what? Yeah, the truth is that girl would want me to be honest and have integrity and not be blackmailed by evil people with evil agendas. So instead, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell the truth and whatever happens, happens. So here we go. Parker Wembley and our dumb president are doing some evil shit together. And because I just told you now, they're going to release a video of a guy I dated jerking off all over himself. 
And it's such a good ending to the movie because Fred is at a bar with his best friend and Fred's best friend goes, dude, you got to go to her right now. Like, it's he the classic it. rom-com. Yeah. The, yes. the only cliche yes. moment in this was that yeah. he's like, you need to go to her. Yeah. The the epic <laughs> the epic airport run or the epic yeah. run across the fields or like dashing across the city to get to her in time. And it that is exactly what happened here. And it was just such a great like ending piece to the movie. It put everything together and I loved it. Well, it put everything together, but he doesn't actually see her. Correct. He gets to the spot where she made the speech. Yes. She's already dipped out. Yeah. And at that point, the video is live. So there's, oh, yeah. we jump to Parker Wembley while she's doing her speech. And he's like, we'll launch the video. Release the video. Yeah, Rele- like it's, and a, it's this- the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Like- and so he gets to his apartment and she's there. So he spent the whole day looking for yes. her. He's resigned himself to defeat. Gets to his apartment. And Charlotte is there. Yes. And this this is the weep warning right this here. This is the weep warning. This that is you the cried. I love you scene. Okay, well you've got to talk about it. So he walks into the apartment and she basically tells him, like, I'm scared. Like I I love you and I know that I love you because I haven't been this scared in my life. Because I've never been so scared in my entire life. And I once shared an elevator with Saddam Hussein. Just me and Saddam. This is way scarier. I love you. Okay, you're really gonna have to say something right now because I'm freaking out. I've been in love with you since I was 12 years old. Adorable. Weep warning! Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, you're not crying. And then somebody knocks on the door and they're like, hey, there's a bunch of people downstairs because obviously, you know, it's the internet. This video of a guy rubbing one out has circled the internet and now people have realized it's Fred Flarsky and this is his apartment. He lives in Washington, D.C. So they both walk downstairs and go out onto the street and Charlotte is like, this is my boyfriend, Fred. Um, You've seen him a little bit already, but you're going to see more of him because we're dating and I kind of love him. Yeah. So she, you know, there's no need to hide Fred's history there's no need to, you know, walk around secretively. Changing him and trying to figure, scrub his history clean, et cetera. And, and then we kind of fast forward and, and they're married. He's the first man. She, she is president of the United States, the first female president of the United States. And he is the first man. Is this after credits roll they do this? No, no, this is before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have like a little interview in the Oval Office and him talking about, you know, his tattoo and how it started. And it was just, it was funny. It it came full circle. It was They go through all the portraits of the first ladies and then they get to him and he got his like... Done by a comic comic book Like the guy who created Spawn, the comic book series. Like he did mine. (laughs) Really, really funny. Um, Yeah, and that's... That's kind of the end of this movie. Charlotte Field is the first female president. Yes. And Seth Rogen is his um, trophy husband, yeah. uh, first mister is what yeah. he calls himself. Yeah, and I'm sure he's still her speechwriter. Um, they're cute together. But do you can you see them long term? Like, obviously, they get married. But, like, well, I guess, you know what? He's He's done the tough stuff now. So he'll probably stick it through. I was going to say, like, Fred's character... You know, Charlotte doesn't need to concede much in this movie. And I think that's because, like, her persona already has, like, a really good moral character. Obviously, she has to concede in terms of being a politician. Well, and I liked that, though. Like, that she didn't have to make the concessions that he—and neither did he. Like, it was nice to see a movie where you didn't have to give something up in order to be successful and have love. But but he did have to a little bit. He did have to a little bit. Oh, no, a man having to give up something? Terrible, terrible! That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm getting at. Like, it was was a nice ending. I do (laughs) think they can can work together. Yeah. Yeah, I think— think so 100 i just wanted to ask that you know throw it out there and now we're on to quick facts we are fred comments that charlotte ran for school council in 1991 when she was 16 and he was 13 based on this charlotte is now 44 and fred is 41 during filming charlize was 43 and seth was 36 the light blue retro sports jacket seth rogan wears in the movie was used in the 1980s by a belgian athletics club this is the fifth movie collaboration between Seth Rogen and Randall Park, following Neighbors, The Interview, The Night Before, and The Disaster Artist. In the majority of these movies, Seth and Randall don't appear on screen together. When Fred plays the song It Must Have Been Love on his iPhone, it shows it's playing from the Pretty Woman soundtrack. The version used in the movie is the original 1987 Christmas version and not the modified version from Pretty Woman. 
Paul Shear's newscaster character makes a comment about not wanting his wife to be a female president. In reality, he is married to June Diane Raphael, who plays Maggie in the movie. Charlotte's waving coach and the drug dealer in Paris are the same person. Ooh. Seth Rogen and O'Shea Jackson Jr. play college roommates. Seth Rogen is nine years older than Jackson. A picture of Jennifer Lawrence is shown as a comparison to Charlotte. Charlize Theron and Jennifer Lawrence were both in The Burning Plane in 2008, where they played older and younger versions of the same character. Oh, cool. The ongoing joke with Bob Odenkirk's character is how it's very rare for actors to make the transition from TV to film. In fact, there are a number of big-name actors who've made the transition such as Will Smith, Tom Hanks, Michael J. Fox, John Travolta, Tim Allen, Woody Harrelson, Jennifer Aniston, Bruce Willis, Clint Eastwood, Steve Carell, Melissa McCarthy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and George Clooney, and several more. Charlize Theron... Seth Rogen and Bob Odenkirk all appeared in the different season of uh, different seasons of Arrested Development. Odenkirk for one episode in season one, Charlize as Michael Bluth's love interest in season three, and Seth Rogen as a young George Bluth in season four. The title of the film is a triple entendre. Charlotte and Fred's relationship is a long shot. Charlotte's winning the election is a long shot, and Fred shooting himself in his own face is literally a long shot. <laughs> That's funny. So I've already done my honorable mention. Okay, my honorable mention are her aides. Oh, Maggie and um, Maggie and Tom. They are wonderful. I love them. And the fact that they're hooking up makes it that much better because that scene right there is hilarious. Those jokes and those lines were perfection and amazing. Yeah, I think uh, so. So there's a scene where Fred is kind of walking around at night and he sees Maggie come out of Tom's room and he confronts them about it. And he's like, how long has this been going on? And Tom's like, well, I mean, that was about 20 minutes. And he's like, no, like in general, how long? Very funny joke. And that actually leads me to my, what should have been. Oh, okay. What happens with the assistants? I know. Okay. We need to know. I agree. Okay, I even wrote down, I'm pulling a Sarah here. Was that oh. your what should have been as well? Um. Well, it was like a question I had, but yeah, yeah, continue. We need to know what happens with them. Do they actually end up having a relationship? I Are know. they just banging? They've done it. They say like four or five times. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. So it's just going to continue on. It's got to continue sure. on, right? Yeah. yeah, I want to see them together. I want to know what happens to Parker Wembley, that he was called out, you know? And, 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 does the president successfully make it from TV to film? Oh my That's God. That's the biggest question. That would have been a great, like, after the credits or, like, yes. mid-credits. Oh, my God. Like, a movie trailer 100%. with him. Yes. Oh, that would be good. Oh, they could have done and so much. And throw in, like, some other, give some other actor cameos, like Vince Vaughn totally. or somebody like that. 100%. Yeah. Rewatchability. My rewatchability is chemistry. Ah, this feels low now that I've talked it out, but... I'm going to give chemistry a 3.5, storyline 4.3, thirst factors a 3, imagination is a 4.5, soundtrack is a 4.3, cheese 4.7 for an overall rewatchability out of 5 of 4.05. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 3.5, storyline 4, thirst factor 3.85, imagination 4.5, soundtrack 4, Cheese, 4.5 for an overall score of 4.06. Wow. Yeah. 0.01 off. Yes. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Long Shot. If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you throw us a follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave reviews wherever you would like to leave reviews. Um, and if you want to reach out about anything, at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for listening. 